Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Farm is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Forum understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity, that it takes a good neighbor to sponsor programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, and to fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth that to date participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. I've seen quite a few videos on social media recently of young women soliciting help in finding the perfect dress for graduation. Might I suggest you add Macy's to your list? They have lots of options for dresses that will transition perfectly from under your gown to that incredible dinner with family after the ceremony. Check out options from brands like On 34th, Michael Kors, DKNY, and many more. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store. Buying your first car can make you feel like a superstar as it's a big purchase, but it can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Congratulations! You've been accepted into the inaugural class of Therapy for Black Girls University, or TBU for short. Whether you're packing for a new year on campus, thinking through your gap year, enrolling in a community college, or grabbing your stoles for graduation, embarking on the next chapter of your life is often exciting, but also a little scary. There can be a lot of unknowns that can leave you feeling uncertain and having the right support can help you to feel confident and grounded. TBGU was designed to help you strengthen your voice, sharpen your knowledge, and affirm who you are and who you'll become. Our goal is to create relevant and accessible resources, content, and experiences to help you thrive at this stage of your life and beyond. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please share it with us on social media using the hashtag TBG University. 
And be sure to join us over on TikTok and Instagram at TBG University. Our seminar is now in session. Laptops or phones out. You'll definitely want to take notes. I'm Jaina Ellis. I'm a student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, graduating class of 2023, and this is TBG University. I'm Kalia James. I'm a student at Howard University, graduating class of 2023, and this is TBG University. I'm so excited to introduce you to our two guests today, Jaina Ellis and Kalia James. Two incredible graduating seniors with a wealth of knowledge and lived experience that they're going to share with us today. To kick us off, we're going to hear a little bit from Jaina and Kalia about some of the invaluable lessons they've learned over the last four years and how their perspectives have changed in becoming upper-class women. Kalia will kick us off. So the first thing is just balancing my life, being on my own schedule, because until now, like high school, you're told where to be, when to be. And even though we still have classes now, they're way more spread apart and you have more free time to figure out what you want to do, certain hobbies. So that was the first thing. And then moving into my own apartment, meal prepping, having to feed yourself three times a day. <laughs> like it's a task it's a task and also moving your body being active that was another thing I felt like you know you're young so you don't always have to worry about that stuff but I think for the long term I want to keep my body healthy so finding time to be active and evaluating the people in my life and making sure that the people that I surround myself with have similar lifestyles to me Think, especially as a teenager you care about being liked a lot and that still goes into college so just having the courage to be disliked or just following your own path and not feeling pressured to do certain things because everyone else is doing them so my senior year has taught me so much about myself in a way that the past three years just has not and that has scared me, that has excited me, it has made me uncomfortable, but I feel like there's no other time in my life that I should be feeling these things. It's a transition period. I've accepted that. I've accepted that with change comes uncomfortableness, and with that, it's all about how you talk to yourself. What's your outlook on life? Like, you decide how you want to think about senior year. So I just have really tried my best in moments of uncertainty and moments of anxiety just to see the positive, so to speak, about like the year itself and all the accomplishments I've made throughout my time at Carolina and just accepting the fact that this is a positive transition. This is a normal transition. And there are thousands of other students experiencing the same thing. So like finding community and solace in that has been really important to me. It's impressive that these young women have been able to identify these life skills and put them into practice. It becomes even more exceptional as I'm reminded that a portion of their collegiate experiences were impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. So at Howard University, we were virtual for a year and a half, and that was the very end of my freshman year, and then we didn't get back in person till the second semester of my junior year. 
and it really affected I guess just the social aspect of college which is honestly especially undergrad it's a very important aspect like just doing the work in my childhood bedroom had me going insane and I was just like on my phone a lot more because I had to be on my phone for school and then being on my phone my laptop was only way to connect with my friends so it just felt like I was constantly in front of a screen and I guess that's obviously everyone but it was exhausting to not have human interaction during such an important part of our young adulthood and then also when we got back to Howard most of the time only underclassmen are on campus so a lot of people are doing year they had to start being off campus in apartment it like pushed forward the timeline of like us having the on-campus experience at Howard and commuting to college is a lot different than being on campus you can miss out on some of the activities and it just prolongs your day because you have to go back and forth and things of that nature freshman year, great times. That fall semester, I almost had too much fun. I will say that, too much fun. Needed to be in a library a little bit more, but I don't have immediate family that I attended school. So I'm walking into it, being presented just all of this fun, all of this new beginnings, new life, new experiences, new people, new food, new cars. Chapel Hill is a different socioeconomic status. Like it's all different from where I'm from. So that was something that I did hold on to when I was comfortable. I was getting familiar with the change of already transitioning into a collegiate space. And then my spring semester, COVID happened. And so you're getting adjusted to studying on your own. You're getting adjusted to not having your family around you as much. So learning how to take care of myself, learning how to advocate for myself and not have my parents to kind of like speak up for me if a teacher is not treating me right. Like all these things I had to learn, I was getting familiar with. And so once COVID happened, it kind of, not kind of, it did uproot my experience and quite literally changed the path of my journey. And I think now having hindsight, I am grateful for that because in the midst of me enjoying myself, in the midst of me having all this fun that I don't regret, I do believe your first semester have the fun. That's the time to have your fun. I'm an advocate for it. And then you learn how to have fun with balance. I don't think that without COVID, I would have ever really found that ebb and flow of party, have fun, have social life, and then do your homework. So I think it would have came, but I don't think it would have prompted me as fast to get in that work hard, get some play mindset. And so I am grateful to, not to COVID-19, but I'm grateful for the secludedness and the focus that I did have because while in my sophomore year, I was finally able to learn how I need to learn to succeed in school. I was able to get comfortable in exploring my major without the pressure of everyone around me. It felt like I was on my own journey. What a journey it's been for both of them. Despite COVID-19's impact, both Jaina and Kalia were able to find their own version of success where it counts the most, their academics. Kalia's path began early on in high school, which set her on an extended development plan to achieve her long-term goals at Howard. Jaina took a more exploratory route, learning what she wanted to do by learning what she did not want to do. 
and ultimately finding the confidence to find out what she's truly passionate about. Both methods are valuable, valid, and common in the collegiate experience. I am a senior elementary education major. I am preparing to be a teacher for grades K, kindergarten through fifth grade. And we're specified in learning how to teach in urban education to support Black and other minority students. So I started volunteering with elementary students in high school. I tutored kindergarten to math, and that felt like very natural for me. I noticed I had a lot of patience for kids. And then my senior year of high school, I was in a child development class, and my counselor and the teacher for that class brought it up to me like this could be a pass for me and my senior year of high school I did an internship in a fourth grade class. I was actually with my old fourth grade teacher who she made a really big difference in my life and it just showed me like this could be my future and then I just started looking at colleges that offered that major and then I chose Howard because I'm from a small town and I just wanted more excitement not like New York City excitement like New York is a little too much for me. So DC is like a little calmer, but still has the city essence. So Howard was just like the perfect place. Thankfully, I changed my major at least three times. And I was determined during the COVID time of me being isolated and focused on myself to find that path for me that I wanted. Not what everyone else was wanting for me or the things that they expected out of me, but I decided that this journey is my own journey and no one else can write these papers for me but me. No one else can go in that room and take that test. No one else also have to wear, if you get a C on your transcript, you have to wear that. And so once I allowed myself to like be released from that pressure and that expectation that I've been casted on, Exploring your major is a brave thing that should not be looked down upon. I was finally able to settle in and I got a contact from a lady that worked in the School of Education. It was this new program starting called Human Organization Leadership and Development. And I was just like, this is something that I could learn about. Like, I would enjoy it. Once I started to think of classes in a way of I want to enjoy it, I want to learn and not, I need this for the resume, or I need this for this, or I need this for that. And I started to sit in enjoying school. That's when I was able to put my walls down and actually enjoy learning. And that's what you should do in college, but oftentimes and not, you're taking the classes to get to the next thing. And I didn't want to continue struggling. I was done struggling in school. Like, I'm smart, I'm capable but these classes are just not for me. This major is not for me. So once I got that contact from the School of Education, everything was written after that. And I decided to pick up communication studies because I like learning about how people communicate and interpersonal organizational skills and just life skills that can take you a long way. And yeah, like once I just stopped having a thought process based on others and I allowed myself to make mistakes, to fail, to experience things, I was able to open myself up to more opportunities here. As important as academics are, we can't understate that the social aspect of college is one of the defining factors for many students. 
One important aspect of collegiate socialization is the ability to involve yourself with on-campus organizations, groups, or simply just find your people. The folks on campus that brighten your day, enlighten your perspective, and remind you exactly why you made the choice to go to this school instead of another. Kalia and Jaina both belong to on-campus organizations, both which have drastically impacted their college experience for the better. So I am a part of the Kappa Omicron chapter of Simon Davis Incorporated, and that experience has been unlike anything that I could imagine. I have family members that are Deltas, I have aunties that are Deltas, but I, I knew that I wanted to be a part of something that was bigger than me, and I knew that I wanted to give back to UNC in a very specific and very niche way. And I fell in love with Kappa Omicron. I fell in love with the women and doing the work and showing up in spaces and, you know, just being themselves and being authentic and being driven. I had some mentors that were Kappa Omicron and they just guided me. They guided me in the way of UNC and the big world that this school can feel like at times. But I feel like sisterhood, as an only child on top of that, sisterhood has been something that has meant a lot to me. Sisterhood allows me to feel grounded. It allows me to feel motivated. It allows me to grow. Like being around Black women at my school that are like-minded but very different in experience and we all approach things in a different way. It allows you to learn in just a way that you've never learned before about yourself, about others, how to treat others, how to talk to other people. Being in a sorority just has shown me so much about myself and how I like to lead and how I like to get the work done and be in an organization. But I can't imagine my life like without my sisters and like what the impact that they've had on me, I just, it's something that's so vast to me. It shaped my college experience to a point where I couldn't imagine anything without my sisters or my chapter or sorors around the region or the nation that I've met. So I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity. My freshman year, I was part of NAACP, but I'm not gonna lie, I've never been an extracurricular gal. My commitment, to it, it was always on and off and I would get like socially anxious to be in those type of spaces. So my freshman year, I found friends through the people in my dorm. I was in a like the community bathroom dorm. So we just got close fast. And some people didn't like my dorm, but I met a lot of good people. It's called Quad. So I met a lot of my friends through there and then I would meet friends through their friends. And then I met people through my education major. So my classes, we all like have the same classes every semester because it's a small cohort. So I found community within teachers. My community now at Howard is Onyx Mental Health Family. Onyx stands for Our Nirvana Yearning Existence. And we focus on bringing awareness to the Howard community on how to cope with stress. We are in our first decade of adulthood, so that can be really hard for people. 
And even though we are the generation that's most aware of mental health, there still is stigma, especially in the Black community, about needing help. And sometimes the the Howard Mental Health Department isn't always reliable, I'm not going to lie. So we are another source for people. I've noticed that a lot of times we use substances to deal with our stress and I do that too it's definitely normalized to go to alcohol and weed so I think that Onyx helps show other avenues to deal with stress as Kalia mentioned the time period between 18 to 28 is your first decade of adulting, and transitioning through it can take a toll on your mental health. That's completely normal and something no one needs to feel ashamed about. On top of balancing your newly found independence plus your additional responsibilities, taking care of yourself is something you have to set the intention behind. Sometimes it involves reaching out to friends, family, a trusted advisor or educator, or in the case of Kalia and so many other young people, a licensed mental health professional. So I actually finished therapy. I wasn't in for a year and a half. And I tried to go to therapist when I was 15 and I did not like it. Like we only had one session. I was just like giving her background information. And I told my mom, like, I'm not going back. I feel like partially she was a white lady. So I didn't want to talk to her. Not going to lie. And also I just wasn't ready. And I would gaslight myself. Like I don't have problems, but I have depression and anxiety that I've gotten over and like still work through. And then I also have ADHD. I'm on the spectrum. My mom passed away my senior year of high school. And yes, may she rest in peace. I went to college still grieving her and it caused me to look for love in all the wrong places. And I wasn't coping well with academics and also my love life. So the pandemic hit and I went home and I was just sitting in silence and I was just like rehashing all of my decisions that I made freshman year. And it just made me depressed. And I was like, I don't want to be this person anymore. And a lot of my family was telling me like, you like have to choose happiness and it's got to a point where it's like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I want to make better choices. I want to learn how to cope with these feelings. And I was able to find a therapist. It was a great experience, but no one told me like, after you, you start healing, everything around you just falls apart and comes back together, <laughs> comes back together. Everyone in your life is a reflection of you, who you are, your philosophy in life. So. When you change your perspective, when you change your habits, you no longer align with certain people that you used to be around. And that doesn't mean that you're better than them. It's just you're no longer on the same path. And it could really hurt because we are humans. We are attached to things. And I know one of the questions, you know, the steps to self-discovery, openness to change. You have to let go of old things to make room for better stuff. So that's why it feels like, oh my God, I'm losing everything. And you want to hold on to old habits. You want to hold on to old people. But when you become a new person, when you're growing, you realize that, you know, God has timing and people are lessons. Situations are lessons. You need to grow and learn from them and then let them go. If this is the kind of wisdom and self-realization that the next generation has in their back pocket, I can't help but have faith in the future of our world. Kalia was speaking facts. This college age period you're in is going to cause a lot of growth, shedding, and transformation. 
it's expected. What will be critical for you at this time is to proclaim who you are, what you want, and what you're not tolerating. Stand in your power and be true to yourself. Arm yourself with those that support and encourage you to be your best self every day. In the case of Jaina, it was one of her line sisters that encouraged her to take care of herself and explore new paths to mental and physical well-being. A couple ways that I have supported my mental health in school, because that is a thing that is very imperative that you learn at these formative years of taking care of yourself without the guidance of your parents. And again, self-advocating for your needs. My line sister, she invited me to this hot yoga session. And I remember talking with like my friend. I'm like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to go to hot yoga. I don't think I'll be good at it. And then my friend was just like, but when will you ever have a chance to like go to hot yoga? Like, just go. The class changed my life. It changed how I felt about myself. It changed how I viewed my day to day. Like it allowed me to have an hour for myself. In college, it can be fast paced. Every day you wake up, you do this, you go to sleep, wake up, do this, you go to sleep. Before you know it, you spent three weeks. It's mid point of the semester. You've never done anything for yourself. And with me practicing yoga, I was able to be more mindful and intentional about just as often as I put in this assignment is due in my calendar, I can also put in this is a block of an hour for myself to go to hot yoga, get my sweat, come back, shower, eat dinner, and then go back to the work. The work is never going to leave, but it's how are you able to show up for yourself in the midst of everything that's happening? Because it's never going to be given to you. You have to do it yourself. And so I'm just grateful for my line sister for planting that seed in me. And I'm always just very shocked that that moment I like realized like, no, I can't keep doing this back and forth and back and forth. Like I'm busy and I feel drained and I feel tired. I feel bad. What can I do to make myself feel better? So I think finding a hobby, finding something you're passionate in, finding that one thing that you can do every day that can make your day a little lighter. Because again, classes will be there, the paper will be there, the midterm will be there, but how will you be there for you? So once I started to think in that way, it was chef's kiss. Additionally, I have a therapist. So therapy, very, very important in school. Without therapy, there's just a lot of self-talk that can happen in school. There's a lot of negative things that happen in school, relationship changes, financial situations, life crises that you don't know will pop up. Like life is just so unprecedented during college. It should be its own book. And so having that person that I know, again, the schedule, I think I just love scheduling and I'm secure in knowing, let me just get through this day. On Wednesday, I'm logging on to my hour session to talk about this paper that I don't want to write or just my insecurities being a student. Like that is a real, that's an okay thing to have insecurities as you move throughout the four years. So huge advocate for a therapist. If you're looking for a black woman therapist or know a young woman that is, Therapy for Black Girls has a vast digital directory that allows you to search for in-office and virtual licensed mental health professionals. You can search at therapyforblackgirls.com directory. 
Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Farm is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Forum understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity, that it takes a good neighbor to sponsor programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, and to fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth that to date participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers. State Forum believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Forum is there. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It's crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where release the pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or our community, your health is invaluable. Let's help to get our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head over to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. Some of my favorites are the jewelry from Hey Maeve and the skincare products from Kaja. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. You can show your support by donating online or by rounding up in store to benefit APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Join me by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support API scholars, an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Many people feel anxious when they think about finances. It can feel overwhelming, stressful, and even hopeless, especially when you're first starting out and don't know what to do. But when you have a solid financial plan in place, this anxiety turns into confidence. You can regain a sense of control over your life and improve your self-esteem. How do you build financial confidence? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. 
As Jaina mentioned, this college age period has so many new situations that may arise. Feelings of pride, connectivity, and hope are as common as feelings of inadequacy, imposter syndrome, and grief. During this time in your life, don't invalidate your feelings and experiences. No matter how small you may think they are, they matter. Jaina knows from personal experience. Classic tale of UNC is our basketball team. This has been a conversation that I've heard about before college. When I was talking about Carolina, people would be like, oh, like Duke, like, oh, that's the rival. And I just got that, the culture of the school before even seeing the school or really doing research about the school. So having the opportunity to get accepted to Carolina and now I'm a first year, I'm hearing all of the wisdom from class of 2019 and class of 2020 about their experiences rushing Franklin Street and the thrill of being a student here and just the memories that they hold from winning a national championship and just the excitement. Like it's a literal feeling that all students have when we are able to be successful as a basketball team. It's amazing and it's silly, but it's something that we do take pride in. And I took pride in that. I took pride in being, we are the 2017 University of National Champions, like all these things I took pride in. So for three years, I was under the impression I was going to be able to rush a Franklin Street, go to a Duke game, do the chance, see everything on Franklin Street as it unfolds. COVID happened my freshman year, so that kind of took its own toll, so I wasn't able to. And then my sophomore year, we ended up beating Duke, but because I was so disconnected to the university following COVID, I didn't feel the need to go support. Like I was trying to survive remote work and being at home. And then my junior year, schedule, I was busy. I was focused on making sure that my grades were okay. I was trying to maintain my future, putting things in place. In senior year, I finally get the opportunity. I get a Duke ticket after the university changed the policy in the beginning of this year, saying that if you're a senior, you will not get a guaranteed ticket. It was an uproar on campus. All of class of 2023 was shocks because you told us for four years that we will have a Duke ticket. Again, the ingraining and the instilling of how important this game is. You've done that. I was able to get a phase two ticket. That's a really good ticket. You're in the stadium or the stands. People spend thousands of dollars on these tickets and I was able just to be there. And we ended up losing the game and genuinely that hurt my feelings because That was something that I expected. That was something that I was told that was going to happen. And so I believed and I trusted in that. And it disappointed me because that's a tradition that I'll never get to experience as a student. And as a person who is first generation, I wanna be able to speak on my collegiate experiences to people. And I went to a Duke game and we won and I got to have joy in my school, enjoy in being a student, enjoy in all the trials and tribulations that I've experienced in college, like this one moment I didn't get to have. And while that was a recent experience, I think it did show me to allow things not to happen. And in midst of disappointment, 
learning how to continue your life and reframe how you want to move. Again, senior years has been a lot of reframing for me. And so I had to reframe how I thought about it. After we lost, I went to sleep, super sad. Campus was super quiet. It was a sad time. People were crying, upset, all these emotions that they're able to feel. I decided just to be grateful that again, I'm graduating this year. And that's something that freshman year me would be ecstatic for. So that's something that I can be proud of. And that's something that I can look forward to. And I did get to go to a Duke game. So there are positives to everything that I have done, but it's how you're able to work through your grief and work through your disappointment in college that I think is the bigger picture. While Jaina worked through her feelings of grief, Kalia had to reckon with her feelings of imposter syndrome and pushing through the feedback of others who can't quite yet see her dynamic vision for her life. I feel imposter syndrome because one, for the longest time, grades have defined who I am and my value. So especially when I wasn't getting good grades at some points, it would just be like, oh, this is equivalent to who I am. So trying to separate that academics isn't end all be all. I am considering taking a gap year. So that is also really hard because everyone's telling you, you know, if you don't go now, you're never going to do it. And it's kind of like the same thing as high school. Like you see everyone else around you making moves and you're wondering like, it's what I'm doing right. But you really have to hone in like, this is my path and no one else's. And comparison is a thief of joy. So I just tell myself that when I feel like imposter syndrome. And I also do art on the side. So even though I do want to be a teacher, I feel like a lot of people my age, they don't have one career they want to stay in. So that's how I'm trying to see my future. Like I could do multiple avenues. I want to eventually connect education and art. So just realizing I can be whoever I want and I don't have to fit one label. I'm sure Jaina and Kalia's families are both so incredibly proud of them. I know I am. College is such a whirlwind of life lessons and personal development. It's a time in your life that can easily define your 20s and set you on a path of self-discovery you could have never imagined. Here are some closing words from the graduating class of 2023. Experience is what you make of it, for sure. And I have no regrets for what I've done. I think I've met a lot of great people that I've networked. I've grown into myself. I definitely was insecure about, I guess, being Black, being who I am. And I felt that Howard people like just came with me open arms. I went natural my freshman year at college and all my roommates and stuff, they helped me with my hair, shout out to them. And I've learned some more things about Black history. Everyone's required to take an Afro history class. So I learned a lot about our people, and that's something that's very valuable that I hold dear to me. Howard just gives you opportunities that you might not find anywhere else. And it just shows that Black excellence is alive and well, and that I have faith in the future generations. I. I think that we're definitely setting the tone for what's to come in the future. I honestly think that at this point of senior year, I'm looking towards 
making intentional memories and allowing myself to have acceptance towards my past three years. I have the advice of just making sure that like, now we're transitioning post-grad, accepting and getting closer to like the acceptance piece of what the three years has looked like as we move forward. Because again, with my experience, COVID, that's something that I will probably still have to like feel through and like accept that I lost a year of college, which is still wild to say, but with accepting that that's happened, with me accepting that I didn't get to experience all the Carolina traditions and being a Tar Heel and all these things. However, there's so many more memories to be made like right now that no one else will get to experience but a senior or but someone that's about to matriculate out of school. So making sure that there's acceptance, but also like optimism about what's to come because I'm personally just very excited as the weather gets warmer and as you know we're outside more just accepting that optimism is an okay thing like you can be optimistic you can be naive about what this next step looks like these are all positive okay and natural things so I just say to all my graduating seniors I feel like just relish in the fact that this page is about to be completed. The entire book is about to be completed in this one moment. And that is beautiful within itself. So just being proud and moving with intention as you wrap up your collegiate experience. Congratulations to the graduating class of 2023. To Jaina and Kalia, thank you both so much for joining me on the Therapy for Black Girls podcast and sharing your experiences with us. We're rooting for you as you walk across that stage later this year. Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Farm is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity, that it takes a good neighbor to sponsor programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements and to fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth that to date participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It's crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where release the pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or our community, your health is invaluable. Let's help to get our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. 
head over to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. Some of my favorites are the jewelry from Hey Maeve and the skincare products from Kaja. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. You can show your support by donating online or by rounding up in store to benefit APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Join me by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support API scholars, an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Many people feel anxious when they think about finances. It can feel overwhelming, stressful, and even hopeless, especially when you're first starting out and don't know what to do. But when you have a solid financial plan in place, this anxiety turns into confidence. You can regain a sense of control over your life and improve your self-esteem. How do you build financial confidence? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. We can't wrap this episode up without having a little senior fun. So we played a little game of this or that with Kalia and Jaina. Check it out. Let's play a little game of this or that, college senior edition. Number one, study alone or study in groups? Study alone. Freshman year taught me you need to study alone. (laughs) Study alone. Study alone if you don't know the content because your friends will distract you. But if you have a decent, like, concept of what's going on, you study in a group because y'all can help each other and fill in, like, spaces you don't know. My whole college experience was divide and conquer. So we work smarter, not harder. So I say it's a mix of both. Number two, handwritten or type notes? Type, type. It's faster. <laughs> it's faster. Handwritten notes if you don't know the content. Because when you write it, it definitely stores in your memory. But especially because we went virtual, everything was digital because I was able to like quick search certain things that I forgot so I definitely need more to type notes. Number three spring break or fall break? I only say fall break because by the time you get to fall break in that fall semester I need the fall break. Spring break it's like it's a trip time like I didn't really need it but fall break by that point midterms have already hit me I'm tired, it's now dark, or like, it's just, you need a break. So I'm a huge advocate for a good fall break. I would say fall, winter break, 
Since spring break, it's still cold unless you go somewhere, like you travel. I usually go away for my like fall winter break. But I think it is a relaxing time, so I'm grateful. But fall break for Christmas is a month. So obviously it's longer. Number four, paper writer or test taker? Paper. Every time. <laughs> Definitely test taker. Test taker. I have not taken an in-person paper test in so long. <laughs> in so long. I don't know how I ever did it. I don't know how. Number five, football season or basketball season? Football season. Tailgating is a big, it's a big thing. So I enjoy seeing alums and just tailgating good food. Just, just good, good, just good stuff. Basketball season. One, I think football's boring. I just see, like, just get tackled all the time. And I can't see no one's face. Everything's so far away. Basketball, you're, like, up in the mix. And I just like basketball. I always like watching basketball better. And then we have, like, our cheerleaders dance. And then we have a dance team. So we have two dance teams. So it's a lot. It's a lot going on at basketball games. And it's not cold. We'll let the college students battle it out on Twitter based on Kalia and Jaina's responses. I want to thank Kalia and Jaina for joining us for this episode. Of course, we'd love for you to support these women and stay connected to them. And here's how. You can stay connected to me on my Instagram at Jaina, J-A-Y-N-A dot Ellis, E-L-L-I-S. You can find me. My personal Instagram is Kalia dot J, K-A-L-I-H-A dot J. You can also find me on my art page, Kalia Creations. It's K-A-L-I-H-A dot creations and the creations is spelled with a k to learn more about the work we're doing with tbg university please make sure to follow us on both instagram and tiktok at tbg university hey ladies it's dr joy as women we put our hearts into everything may is high blood pressure education month and it's time to focus on our heart health Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. You may have heard that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.